Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Are you a business owner looking for help with HR benefits and payroll? MWG Employer Services offers a wide range of services and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. I was so overwhelmed with HR stuff. MWG Employer Services took all the stress out of it and even set up my payroll. I couldn't be happier. MWG Employer Services is here to help you succeed. Call us today at 601-206-7966 or go to mwgemployerservices.com. You're listening to Sports Talk Mississippi On Demand, presented by Pearl River Resort. Escape to Choctaw, Mississippi and enjoy world-class gaming, the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, and Geyser Falls Water Park. Escape to Pearl River Resort. To the junction, in the grove, and to the top. This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi. On your radio and in the game. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. National Championship game is now two days in the rearview mirror, which means we are 227 days until the start of college football season and 127 days until the start of the countdown, hey, Dad, of 100 teams in 100 days. How are we going to hold ourselves accountable on that this year? We kind of nailed it. <laughs> we got to get we got to get a sponsor. We got to be sure. Oh, uh, that, that yeah, that may be the that may be the key. That, that that sponsor. Would you like is to sponsor 100 teams, 100 days? Email me at heydad at supertalk.fm. Yeah, we can uh, we can certainly work something out on that uh, that front. I was thinking about it earlier. I was like, you know, we could like lead the show with that. Like every day for 100 days, the first two segments or the first segment of the show will be this is team number one. You know, if you schedule it for 420 or 520, it's like inevitably there's a guest there and it gets. We don't do guests like to start the show. Not very often, anyway. Um, Maybe that's the way to go. Sports Talk Mississippi in the Pearl River Resort studio. Pearl River Resort is the home of the sports book at the Golden Moon Casino. Check them out online at pearlriverresort.com to learn about everything that's happening at Pearl River Resort. C Spire text line, as always, is open to you, 601-879-4395. You can do everything online with C Spire, but if you are still a person that prefers brick and mortar, then you can go to a C Spire location. They are all over the state of Mississippi, guaranteed to have one relatively close to where you are. Whether you're in a big city or a small town, you're going to have a C Spire location close to you. You can talk to one of their associates and make sure that you're in the plan you need with the device you want. C Spire, customer inspired. Uh, I'm Richard Cross. I was Brian Haydad, Michael Borky. Glad to be with you this afternoon. Plenty, plenty to get to on a basketball, a basketball Wednesday. Yeah, big one around here. Big one. Um, Dwayne and Brandon says, how many days until college baseball can you do 100 teams in 100 days? Well, we don't have 100 days, I can assure you that, until uh, the start of the college baseball season. So uh, Dwayne, Dwayne wants us to skip basketball so bad. And he, Dwayne, I'm here to tell yeah. you, you're fighting a losing battle. It ain't going to happen. It's not going to happen. 
We're not skipping basketball until they give us a reason to. Like, for example, Ole Miss last year, we just stopped talking about them because they stunk. Well, until that happens, which I don't think it's going to happen for our, our teams here in Mississippi, I think we're going to be able to talk about meaningful basketball through the next couple of months. But until that happens, Dwayne, we're not skipping basketball. It's not happening. I like this message on the C Spire text line. Guys, thank for, thanks for the shirt. It's awesome. Can't wait to wear it to the game tonight. It's an Ole Miss fan. It's one of our um, trivia winners uh, leading up to the Egg Bowl, I think it was. Oh, we lost him. Such a shame. Oh, so, hey. you're out. You're out. You're out. Hey, you're hey out. Dad. So, um... Yeah. Take your shots. I, I always get nervous when when it, when he's talking and then he stops talking, because I'm always worried that it's me. Like, oh, what happened? And then I look, and I'm like, no, we're good, we're good. It's him. It's him. So, anyway, I, th- I believe Richard is correct that it was our our egg bowl giveaway with Gentile apparel. We gave out a lot of great shirts. We've had a, we've had a run on Gentile giving away Ole Miss shirts. I need some Bulldogs to start stepping up to the plate here and getting in on these trivia contests. Seriously, they're so comfortable. I, I gave uh, the. My dad, a couple like of Gentile shirts for great. Christmas, and he loves them. Absolutely loves We're them. We're all wearing black. It's Black Tuesday or Black Wednesday here yeah. on on uh, on the show. It's, we planned it. We're this. We're all wearing black. We we absolutely planned it. I, I sent Hey Dad 100%. and Richard to text this morning and said, hey, guys, don't forget to wear black on the show today. Hopefully it's not foreshadowing for uh, basketball tonight. Probably not. Probably not. So, hey, guys. He's well, there he is. Hey, okay, yeah, there he is. Hey, I wish I knew why that happens sometimes. It just does. It just does. Um, it's where, machines. Where it you, can't, you can't trust them. So about the shirt. You're just talking right? about genteel. Yeah, yeah. We're just talking about, yeah. Yeah, so Ed got his shirt, and the reason that he only just now got it today is my fault and nobody else's. Uh, everybody else that was like out of Oxford, it was shipped, and they're like, hey, why don't you just deliver the ones in Oxford? Like, yeah, that's a great idea. Been riding in my truck for, uh, I don't know, a month now. So, uh, glad that, uh, Ed and, oh, there was one other person that got their shirt today. Anyway, delivered those two in Oxford. Uh, thanks for participating. We will do some sort of a giveaway again in the, uh, I don't know, hopefully not too distant future. Come up with something. Should do one around opening day, and, and we can give away, uh, obviously with Ole Miss, you can just do whatever, but with State, we can get some of those M, M over S polos they have. There you go. There you go. They do the interlock UM, which is on the, the red Ole Miss baseball caps as yeah. well. We could, uh, we could certainly do some of those when the, uh, when the time comes. Hey, there, so yesterday, maybe a day premature, we did the PTG Outdoors Fishy line of the week. But brother, we got lines for tonight's games involving Mississippi State and Ole Miss. And I like these the smell. Especially the one for Mississippi State. Tennessee is a favorite in the game tonight against Mississippi State in Starkville, but they are a favorite by the smallest of margins. What a one and a half, two point. I think it went to two. Uh, it's now at two and a half. Mm-hmm. It's gone to two and a half. I expected that number to be somewhere in the like six and a half, seven and a half point range. Hey, Dad, Mississippi State coming off a road loss at South Carolina. Tennessee coming off a 26-point home win. 
Now, I guess one difference is Mississippi State is at home and Tennessee is on the road, and they've been outstanding that at plays a role in it for sure. this year. Yeah. yeah. But did, when, when you saw that number, did it surprise you? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, especially when you can see, when you see what Alabama did to South Carolina last night. Uh, you know, that definitely gives you some pause. Um, but, you know, this is why those casinos are so big out there that they, they know what they're doing. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all. I mean, when State has played its best this year, they've looked really good. Looked really good against Arizona State, against uh, Washington State, uh, um, against North Texas, which is, I think, by the net, State's best win right this second. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, they're they're capable of playing a good game. They're capable of winning this game. But I, I was surprised that it wasn't just a little bit of a larger line. Yeah. Total in the game is 136.5. So, what, expecting a game in the upper 60s, I guess, which probably makes sense. Uh, Florida is a favorite tonight in Oxford. Much higher point total in that one, 156.5. So more like mid to upper 70s for that ball game in terms of predicted outcome. Florida, two-and-a-half point favorite. Um, this feels like a big bounce-back opportunity for Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. It's the second game of league play. It's certainly not a necessity. But Ole Miss needs to play well tonight. Yeah, and especially with Vanderbilt Saturday. Shots, yeah, I think if they make shots, they've got a real chance. They have to rebound better, though. Absolutely. And that'll be a thing that we'll talk about every week, it seems. I am curious to see uh, if Chris Beard does a little bit more to get somebody like Matt Morrell going. Or, or Murray going uh, after they, they struggled a little bit. Not, not not a little bit. In Morrell's case, he was 4 of 12 from the field. He's better than that. Um, if early in the game he, he does things uh, to get them clean, easy looks, get get especially Morrell like going downhill at the basket, you know things like that to create easy shots or even just get them to the free throw line to where you just see the ball go in the basket early to build your confidence and kind of like design offense around getting them looks early to kind of get him going. Because, uh, look, they, they, they've shot the ball well this season, uh, a lot better than they did a year ago. They're actually a pretty good shooting team when you look at the metrics. Um, but still, building confidence early from a guy like Morrell, you, you need him to score if you're going to win games like this. And so I'm curious to see how or, or if – they do like some specific design things for him to kind of get him going early and, and let him settle in and kind of get a, a crowd engaged as well. But I'll be watching that just as much as the, the rebounding, just to see if he can't get his, his veteran scorer um, some easy looks early. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I don't know that you necessarily force it, but maybe you're trying to do some stuff to uh, to, to scheme guys. Right. Into, That's what I mean. Uh, like just. Yeah. Design stuff, get Matt some good looks, and and go from there. You know that's actually a really interesting conversation. Uh, so John Sunvold, who I did the the game with on Saturday, Missouri and Georgia. Georgia's Noah Thomason was on fire to start the game. He was five of five in the first half with a, it was like two dunks and three made threes. And was perfect at the free throw line also. 
And, hey, Dad, one of the things that John said, and, and this is a guy that played in the NBA uh, after an outstanding Missouri career, um, was that there is a significant difference between the NBA and college basketball. We'll talk about what that difference is when we come back with you. Sports Talk Mississippi in the Pearl River Resort Studio. Sports Talk Mississippi, to the junction, in the groove, and to the top. Sports Talk Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back. Sports Talk Mississippi with you, streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalk TV. So Borky made the point that uh, maybe Chris Beard wants to try and get one of his scorers going early tonight. I mean, I guess every coach wants their score to get going early in any game, but sometimes you design things specifically to help a guy have an early, fast start in a ball game. And so I was going to relay a conversation that I think that we had during a commercial break. I, I don't, it, it was alluded to on the air, but not in exactly the same way. So John Sunvold is one of the all-time greats at Missouri. His jersey hangs in the rafters, played in the NBA, really good player, really good guy. And we went to a break, and he said, Richard, there's your difference in the NBA and college basketball. Not that there aren't a million differences between the two. He said, in the NBA, if you had a guy that got hot – the next three or four possessions, they are running the offense through him, and they are trying to keep that guy scoring. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about superstars, like like mega superstars. I'm not talking about Steph Curry. I'm not talking about Jordan in his prime. I'm not talking about Kobe. I, I'm, I'm not talking about LeBron. Let's let's take a, a a secondary superstar. Not even a superstar. New Orleans does it with Trey Murphy all the time. He make he makes one deep three and the next possession, guess who's getting the ball? Yeah. I mean, I was thinking more like a Clay Thompson, like early in the game, he hits a couple, and all of a sudden they're gonna feed it to him and they're gonna they're gonna stay with him for as long as he's hot. Didn't he score over thirty without a single dribble once? I, I'm gonna take your word. I think for that's it. true. But the I, way he shoots the basketball it wouldn't surprise me. So and, and 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 you're not even talking about in college basketball like clear out one on one situations. Now you'll get that all the time in the NBA where it's like guys hot, just clear everybody to one side of the floor and let him go one on one. But I'm talking about like specific action to get a guy open that's shooting. And I was thinking, hey Dad, about Mississippi State's game against Tennessee tonight and who that guy might be. And was wondering specifically about Tolu Smith. If he's able to get a, a seal and a bucket down low on the first couple of possessions of the game, does Mississippi State just go to that and just hammer it home until Tennessee figures out a way to stop it? Well, yeah, but I think that that falls under the idea of that's your superstar. You know, Tolu Smith should be the guy who touches the ball first. Every possession should run through Tolu Smith through through some to some degree. You know, for me, it would be more about can Shaq Moore. Get going early. Can 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 DJ Jeffries drive to the bucket and get some 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 baskets there? Uh, you know, can Deshaun Davis you know get get some buckets early? Because I I expect Tolu if if Tolu Smith isn't getting you double digit points, you, you you're getting run off the court in this game. He's got to be good for 15, 16, 17 points tonight, and then it's about who who surrounds himself, who's around him that that can do the same. 
quick amendment, Clay Thompson scored 60 with 11 dribbles. 11 dribbles, 60 points. So he's coming off a screen, catching and shooting. Yep. Or taking one jab step dribble, stepping back and letting it fly. Yeah, only touched the ball 52 times for a total of 88 seconds with 11 dribbles and scored 60 points. I'm guessing his plus minus was good on that. <laughs> you would but so so bigger picture on this, if that is a significant difference in college basketball and the NBA, and I think it is. Why? Why, why do coaches not do that? And this is not a this is not a basketball only conversation, right? We, we've talked a little bit about Lane Kiffin being different than a lot of coaches. Because if he finds something that works, he doesn't need to show you how smart he is with all the other things that he could do. He just leans on that thing that works over and over and over until the defense changes it. There was an example in the Peach Bowl. Trey Harris slant. Trey Harris slant. Trey Harris slant. DB finally jumps the route, route, bats it away, and they go away from it. But until the defense makes an adjustment, he's content to just go after the same thing again and again and again. Why do more coaches not do that in college? say it all the time. I say it all the time. Coaches like to get away from what's working faster than any other professional on the earth. Kiffin is the opposite of that, though. You're right. Kiffin will, If Kiffin can just run the ball up the middle 50 times a game and get seven, eight yards, he'll do it all game. He will never throw if he doesn't have to. Yeah. And the other way around, if he's getting that slant, if you won't take it away from him, he'll just keep throwing it, make you look like an idiot. Sure. It's like, wow, how did he have 13 catches for 135 yards? They threw slants. It's like, they play, they play 10 yards off him all game and just let him have it. Yeah. I mean, it kind of goes back to, like, even high school football. you got a hitch route that yeah. you can pop up and throw and get five yards and they don't make an adjustment, just keep doing it. Yeah. And then eventually they make an adjustment that. and you go, boom, hitch and go over the top. And, it, 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 you know, beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, What do you expect tonight, hey, Ed? State and Tennessee. You know, like I get, I said, the, the the result last night of Alabama South Carolina being what it was makes me, you know, think uh, state could be in, in some trouble here. Uh, they, they did not play well at South Carolina. They they really got, I, I hate using the word physical as a verb, but they got out physicaled by South Carolina pretty badly. Got beat up on the boards, and then you look at Alabama last night; they beat up South Carolina on the boards. Um, so for me, you know, I I, I don't think state's going to get the win tonight. So it's just about how they play. Um, you know, you'd like to see them be in this game. They played, like I said, last year with Tennessee. They got they they split with. Oh, that's why they didn't split. They lost both games. The one in Tennessee was a total blowout. I think State was down like 15, 16, nothing to start that game and just just fell behind and never got it back into it. Whereas the one in Starkville was was very back and forth, and Tennessee just ends up with the win. Um, so you'd like to see State come out there and and play a game like that tonight. And if they can do that. You know they need to win one of the. They need to win one game this week. They need to either beat Tennessee or Alabama. I think they have a better chance with Alabama, although Bama's playing pretty well right now. Um, but we'll see. We'll see where it goes. I, I don't. I don't really know what to expect from Mississippi State at this point. How should you approach defending Ziggler? Because should definitely do it. I mean, yeah. I mean, you should certainly do it. But man, it, the the comment obviously not a big guy at all. But he can shoot, but more importantly, he is so unselfish. 
just distributes the basketball so well. So, like, if you're Chris Jans trying to scheme up stopping Tennessee, what do you do about him? I think you want him to shoot more than more than you want him to facilitate because he is such a good facilitator. He finds the open guys. You want to force him into shots, I think. And he looks healthy. You know, he had the knee injury. He came back at the beginning of the season. It was a crazy timeline to come back at all, to come back as quickly as he did, but he wasn't 100%. And the evidence of that for the season, Ziegler is averaging 9 points, 2 rebounds, and 4.9 assists per game. Over the last four games, 17 points, 7 assists, 2.5 steals, and shooting 42% from three. That's over the last four games. Zakai Ziegler. Yeah, that, that's pretty special. Um, Jonas Adu had a big game against Ole Miss and really has been playing well recently. He's averaging 14 a game over the last eight and has scored 13 or more five times. Um, do you remember when Santiago Vescovi arrived in Knoxville? You remember his first year? He was like a mid-year, became eligible in December. Or he, maybe it was even in January. And he just kind of exploded onto the scene. Well, now he's 38 years old and he's still playing at Tennessee. Or it certainly <laughs> feels like it. Um, He's got a kid going to Tennessee next year. I mean, it really, really feels like that. He's fulfilling LeBron's dream to play with his son. Tennessee is uh, is hot right now. They had the three straight losses. You remember they they went um, five and zero to start the year. Maybe it's four and zero. I guess it was six and zero. They beat Michigan State. So they started the year six and zero. Then they lost three straight games. They went to the Bahamas, or maybe was it Maui or the Bahamas? Which it doesn't matter. Maui, it was a Maui Invitational, and they lost to Purdue by four, who was number two in the country, and then they lost to Kansas by nine, who was number one in the country. And that game was on the twenty second of November. And so they fly home on Thanksgiving Day. They got the long flight, and then they turn around and they go on the road to North Carolina a week later. It was really only like four days later because of the the travel. And they gave up 100 in that game. Haven't lost since. Since then, it's been wins over George Mason, number 18, Illinois, Georgia Southern, NC State, Tarleton State, Norfolk State, and most recently a 26-point win over Ole Miss. They're playing really, really well right now. And we talked about the fact yesterday that they're not super deep. They, they played eight guys on Saturday against Ole Miss. Which is really surprising when they had the game in complete control. He didn't just empty the bench, you know? Um, Tennessee's won five in a row. Rick Barnes is 10-2 and two against Mississippi State. Hey, Dad, would you care to guess what the score to the very first Tennessee-Mississippi State game was? It was probably bad. 20-17, to 17, Tennessee won the first ever game in the series back in 1924. 20-17. Oh. I thought you meant for Rick Barnes. Oh, no. We'll be back. Now, now back to Sports Talk Mississippi. And gone! What a run!
What was that? That was a new one. It's a new one. Football. Was that Will Willie's voice saying football? I don't think it was. That was actually Coach O. He did a uh, voiceover for us. Football. There you go. Sports Talk Mississippi with you, streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalk TV. Of course, on your supertalk Mississippi radio stations, we are glad to be with you this afternoon. Give me a couple of other numbers on uh, on Tennessee and Mississippi State. This is a series that has been one-sided, and uh, one-sided with a shade of orange. Tennessee is 9-1 in its last 10 games against Mississippi State. In all nine wins, Tennessee was ranked. The one time they did not win was February 1st of 2020. and uh, Oh, that was right before the world came to an end. And uh, Mississippi State won that game. So... Tennessee being unranked was, for whatever that means. Uh, Vols have won five in a row going back to early the first meeting in 2021 by an average of 14 points. And that game that Haydad said we all need to forget, January 3rd of last year, the SEC opener, Tennessee won that one by 34. So um, we'll see. I, I, I stand by where this conversation started Something is fishy about the line for this game for Tennessee to be just a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Does that also just kind of demonstrate how difficult it is to win on the road and what odds makers think about winning on the road, especially in basketball? I mean, as we said the other day, it bears repeating, basketball especially, home crowds impact the outcome of games. It is just very hard to win on the road especially in a conference like this one. Maybe you, want, you, know, uh, you want an example? Last night, the number one team in the country, Purdue, went on the road to face Nebraska. And I think they were a seven-point favorite. They got beat by 16. Mm-hmm. Number two team went on the road as well. And they lost. did. They absolutely Houston did. Houston had to go at to Iowa, Hilton, at Iowa State. And that's what we talked about yesterday. That is a hard place to play, and it was rocking for that one last night. Um, and and Iowa State got the win. And I mean, Houston is—I mean, it's a defense travels team, right? They play suffocating defense at Houston under Kelvin Sampson, and they got rocked last night. They were down number one and number two lost. I wonder how often that happens in the same day. All right, so I wish I'd been paying more attention. I had Sports Center, or it was, uh, I guess it was SEC now on last night, and Dari mentioned that it was the first time that number one and number two had lost to unranked opponents on the same night in however many years. Yeah. Since and, and number three is on the road Blue. tonight. Yeah. Kansas who, 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 is at who, who UCF. Yeah, I don't see the same outcome there. No. Only a seven-and-a-half-point okay. favorite, though. Because they're on the road. It's harder on the road in basketball. It's a great point, Porky. Home, home, home court advantage in basketball matters more than home field in any other sport. I mean, all of these lines. Every So North Carolina, number seven North Carolina, on the road at unranked NC State, three-and-a-half-point favorite. Number four, UConn, is on the road at 7-7 seven seven Xavier, four-and-a-half-point favorite. 
Wisconsin. One of the best basketball games I've ever seen. Xavier and UConn played each other in the Charleston Classic a couple of years. I wasn't calling the game. It was the night game on the first night, and I just went back to watch it. And you want to talk about high-level basketball. It was incredible. Oh, yeah. Four-and-a-half-point favorite. Number 15, Wisconsin. On the road at unranked Ohio State. Ohio State is the one-and-a-half-point favorite tonight. Number nine, Oklahoma. On the road at unranked TCU. Oklahoma's a four-and-a-half-point underdog. And, and, hey, and to your point, uh, all right, so Wisconsin last weekend beat Nebraska by double digits. Nebraska beat number one Purdue at home last week, and Wisconsin goes to Ohio State, who's not ranked, and they're they're an underdog on the road. Mm-hmm. Love it. I love that. Man, I, I say this all the time, but meaningful – College basketball is so much fun. Like, I, I am truly, genuinely, not just saying this because this is what we do. I am excited to to get done with the show and put the radio on and catch the first 15 minutes of Mississippi State and the second I get home, putting it on my TV. And then when that game ends, immediately watching Ole Miss. I'm, I'm truly excited for tonight. I, I've got a brand new bottle of bourbon, too. I might have one of those. Uh, just one, one glass of those. The and really bottle? just. A whole bottle? No, just just one glass of it. I just I got a new bottle. Do you you gonna drink straight from the decanter? I haven't put it in there yet. I need to. Nobody I'm, measuring the size of the glass when it drink. goes straight from the decanter. Hey, Dad. Yeah, yeah. that's right. But but right. I, I, I nurse said one drink. Yeah, just just one and kick my feet up. Have it maybe at halftime of the Ole Miss game, and just kind of enjoy watching meaningful basketball. So. A buddy texted me. He said, but why? He's like, there's not that much communication in basketball, and when there is, it's much closer proximity. I don't know that I agree with that. I think good basketball teams talk a lot, especially on the defensive end, because good teams, when they've got decent size and have the ability to switch, they do that a ton, and you cannot do that if you're not communicating. So that would be one thing. But to me, the other, it's just proximity. In baseball, there aren't nearly as many fans in most cases, and they're farther away. In football, you're obviously not right on top of the field. And there's so many people, it's hard for individual voices to stand out. And it's an open-air deal. And you got a helmet on. Basketball just is so much more intimate. I mean, you literally have people within five, six feet of the mm-hmm. of the end line, of the sideline. And when you got a good crowd, that's all the way around. You have the ability to talk directly to people that you wouldn't otherwise. Oh, and they hear you. And they, they do hear you. And, and you want an example? Let me see if this will play real quick. This is from last night. Buzz Williams, post-game last night, talking about the environment at Neville Arena in Auburn. This building over the years, I guess, was anything maybe different you've noticed this year? I, I, uh, <laughs> I'm not from here, and I know Coach Cohen, and I've known him since I was really young, and I love him, but I don't, I don't know anybody here. But I think the environment is like all that you want college basketball to be. Um, everybody's hollering at me and 
uh, mad at the officials. And you, as far as you can see, people are standing up there. Um, yeah, it's cutting in and out. I apologize for that. I, for whatever reason, stuff does not play well straight from Twitter, yeah. at least on the computer that, that I'm looking at. It keeps trying to buffer. But and he was a, enthralled. And he, he talked about it. He's like, hey, they all had cups, and I don't think water was in most of them. Pro- probably not. And it's such a rhythm and confidence sport, too, right? You get your whole – if you're a, a shooter or a streaky shooter or a great – it doesn't matter. If you make a shot early like, – like, let's just pretend for a second that Matt Morrell makes an early three. Mm-hmm. And however many people are there, 7,500, 8,500 people, whatever it is, lose their minds. Your next shot, if you're that shooter, feels different. But then go on the road, and you miss an early shot, and you hear about it down the floor. You don't take the next one as confidently. It's such a a mental game when it comes to, especially shooting the basketball, that when you've got that kind of momentum around you, you you feel better and you think less. And if you're having a, a streaky night and you're missing shots on the road, that will get in your head so fast. I don't know that there's a better example of what you're talking about in college basketball. I'm sure there is. But the one that pops to my mind, because I've seen it happen there so many times, I've, I've gone just as a fan, and I've seen Ole Miss play at Arkansas, but I've done a bunch of games there where I have watched it, and you can feel it. It starts with a made three. So let, let, let's just create a scenario here. Arkansas is down seven with 12 minutes to go. But it's been a close game, right? I mean, you know, they've, they've led by a little. They've trailed by a little. They're down seven. They hit a three. Crowd gets loud. They go into a press. They create a turnover at half court, one pass ahead for a dunk. Crowd goes nuts. They create a turnover off the inbound, kick to the corner, made three, and you feel like the roof is about to go off of the building. The opposing team takes a timeout. They start the Woo Pig Suey with 18,000 people. The band rolls right off of it. I mean, and that is a building where, like, the first three goes in, and you're like, it might be about to happen. And then they get that turnover, and you're like, here it comes. And there are other places that do that, but that's the one that like pops to mind where, unlike anywhere else I've seen it, you can feel it coming and they feed off of it and it's extra energy and it's more effort on defense and it's more confidence in a three. Everything's in rhythm. It's, it's fun. I'm with you, Borky. High-level basketball when crowds are into it during conference. Sports Talk Mississippi is back. This is it. Super Talk Mississippi. Last night in the SEC, Kentucky beat Missouri 90-77 to to go to 2-0 in conference play. Auburn was a 66-55 winner over Texas A&M. Uh, Boots Radford played a little bit better last night. Tyrese Radford for Texas A&M. He had 14 points, but Jalen Williams was huge last night for Auburn. Career-high 22 points to go along with eight rebounds. Alabama 
Ooh, buddy. And this one was chirpy. It was chippy. Alabama beat South Carolina 74-47. to It was a one-point game at halftime. 30-29. to And apparently, there was a lot of talking in that game. Because Nate Oates, in his uh, post-game press conference, uh, referenced it. said, I, you know, I'm really not an advocate of guys on our bench talking to the other team. He said, but I heard what they, what was being said to them. He said, you know, somebody said that South Carolina said, came out and said, you know, the SEC isn't ready for us. He's, and Nate Oates said, well, the SEC may not be ready for them, but my basketball team was tonight. Second half, Alabama 44-18 en route to the um, nearly 30-point win. That's brutal. That's going to look like a lot of scores that uh, Shane Beamer will be on the losing side of this coming football season. You're so anti. And you were a fan. You were a big fan. I, no, of I like it personally. On. I just, you know, it's, it's low hanging fruit. Sometimes you got to pick it off the tree, you know. LSU goes to two and zero in league play. Seventy seven sixty nine last night over Vanderbilt. So they went on the road to start conference play. They come back home. Vandy, by the way, is five and ten overall, and they're zero and ten in the SEC or zero and two rather, in the SEC. But if you think they're an easy out, just look at the scores. I mean, they lose by eight on the road last night. That's not a great LSU team. But they only lost by three to an Alabama team that beat South Carolina by almost 30 last night. So, I, I don't they're think they're... going to ruin somebody's season. Yeah, I, I just I don't think they're any easy nights. And, and that sounds really coach-speaky to say... But who do you look at if you're and, – and I don't even know that Kentucky can do this. Well, let's just set Kentucky aside for a second. Let's say Kentucky's different. If you think they're the best team in the league, let's say Tennessee's different. You know what? You can't even do that with Tennessee. Let's just, let's just use Kentucky. Who do you look at on the schedule and go, oh, that's a for sure win? And you would think Vanderbilt because of their overall record, but you saw they just lost to Bama by three and on the road to LSU by eight. Missouri's 0-2, but that's a team that can turn you over, and if they make some shots, get it going in a hurry. And they lost at home to Georgia this weekend, this past weekend, but they were down 17 in the first half and came all the way back and took the lead in that game. It's not Georgia anymore. Mike White's built a pretty good roster on that Georgia team. I don't think it's Ole Miss anymore. Not 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 this year's version of Ole Miss. Mm-mm. It's certainly not Mississippi State. Especially not with the way they defend. Games tonight, Tennessee at Mississippi State, Florida at Ole Miss. And by the way, we'll talk more about the Florida game in the 5 o'clock hour with Richard Hendricks from the SEC Network. He is the analyst on the game tonight, so we'll kind of save our, our deep dive into that game for a little bit later. And you got Arkansas at Georgia tonight. Georgia has won eight in a row. They just picked up a road win in the SEC. And Arkansas is coming off a 32-point beatdown at home to Auburn. 
Auburn's good. Auburn's really good. Good basketball team, yeah. But you better not lose to – I mean, the, the point of your exercise, you better not lose to Vanderbilt. I mean, Ole Miss has Vanderbilt on Saturday. Uh, you bet, if, if you want to make the tournament, because the net for Ole Miss is not particularly in their favor. Mm-mm. they got to win some games to get that, that net number yeah. up. You cannot lose on Saturday, though. <laughs> you just simply can't. Uh, it's a quad four loss for everybody, whoever whoever loses to them. And, and, and they're not going 0-18. Mm-mm. Somebody will. No. They will trip somebody up. There's just no question. And I don't think it's going to be the one and seventeen either. No. I mean, you're going like to look up at the end, and Vanderbilt probably won three, four, five, maybe six games in the SEC. I mean, next Wednesday night, Auburn's got to go on the road to Vanderbilt. Didn't they lose to the University of South Carolina Upstate this season? Uh, they've lost a bunch of people. I think that happened. Yeah. It's a game that you should win. By the way, this is a, a an opportunity tonight for Ole Miss, but it's it's not a quad one opportunity against Florida. Florida's 49 in the net, so it would be a good win. Ole Miss is currently at 68. So if Ole Miss wins that game, they will get a bump in the net. But if you win, you're now cheering for Florida going forward. Sports Talk Mississippi, 4 o'clock hours next. Sports Talk Mississippi is back. Yeah! Super Talk Mississippi. Clock hours, Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm, Supertalk TV. Thanks for being with us this afternoon in the Pearl River Resort Studio. Sports Talk brought to you in part by Genteel Apparel. Genteel is the official apparel provider of Sports Talk Mississippi. Chris Lowe, ESPN. Nick Saban is retiring. Sources tell ESPN. Nick Saban is retiring. Well, hold on a second now. There have been some... Um, no, this is Chris Lowe. That's Chris, Six, it's Chris Lowe. Nick Saban is retiring. I, my point is Chris Lowe has not gotten everything exactly right. Brother, you know exactly where this comes from. Yeah. Nick Sa- Guys, the reign of terror that has been Alabama football on the Southeastern Conference is over. We are free. Be free and enjoy football again. We can be competitive in the SEC, and by we, I mean everybody else besides Georgia. We can now win games again. Oh, my goodness. Y'all about to lose the coach? Don't think that they're going to go after him first. I think I mean, he I can't mean it's be so much ask, more than yeah. like second or third on the list. He can't be. I mean, wow. I mean, look, let's not pretend for a second. If Alabama wants Lane Kiffin, Lane Kiffin's going to Alabama. Yes. Period. Now, uh, please don't 
Please don't conflate that with a year ago in the Auburn stuff. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying anything. I'm not reporting anything. You got such I'm, a good track record, Richard. Come on, man. Come on. I'm, I'm just. I... Wow. Wow. Guys. Has anybody Guys. done. Oh. Guys. We made it. <laughs> uh, the next round. I was wondering what had your attention like that, Borky. Hmm. Wow. I mean, wow. I did not expect this. You know, this is how my brain works. This is morbid. I hope it's not Something always health happens, related. guys. You don't ever have to worry about a show. Yeah. I, I sure hope it's not health-related. I hope he's just done and wants to... Hang out at his retirement home that we talked about before the season. By the way, he's Chris sitting Lowe. on a hundred million dollars. What what's he got left to give? Chris, oh, no, hold on a second now. Uh, first of all, Chris Lowe tweets: Saban just informed his team he's retiring. Second of all, he's not sitting on a hundred million dollars. Yeah, he said a lot more than that. You know what I mean? A lot more than that. And somebody pointed. I, I'd love to credit this. I can't remember who. Somebody said. You don't buy a $20 million ocean view house in South Florida if you're not planning on living in it. It's what we talked about when it happened. That wasn't a vacation home. That was his retirement home. He's going to play golf with Justin Thomas on the weekends now. Take the boat out with Miss Terry and enjoy life. And, and make I never, football season I never enjoyable thought, again. I thought he had three or four more years left in him. I'll be honest, man. I, I whoo. As much as we're talking about this, man, Ryan Brown, he's got a show tomorrow. I, I may listen. I need to listen to him. I my, need to listen to Cuban Mac. They don't too. wait until tomorrow. My guess is they're headed to the. Yeah, studio they got to do something now. Just, like go live. Um, yeah, Mac and Cube will be good in the morning. Yeah, I, I just like I'm trying to wrap my brain around it just for a second. Um, I mean, the immediate question is, okay, who's next? Right, that's the immediate. Where does Alabama start? I think after Dan Landing, without, 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 yeah, without thinking too hard, top three: Landing, Sarkeesian, Kiffin. Right? Yeah, yeah. That I wouldn't be say Landing's one three. either. Landing's not one. Sarkeesian's one. I think. You think so? Sarkeesian. He did take Texas to Tuscaloosa this year and beat him. Sarkeesian, Kiffin, Lanning is my top three. Well, and I, you know, is Greg Byrne making this decision all by himself? Do. There are people, lots of people, who have said, I don't know. I don't know about Lane Kiffin for that job. Yeah. You know, his personality, the tweeting, the time there, the whatever. Has he won enough and done enough and had enough not really having any issues at Ole Miss, the, the lawsuit thing notwithstanding, that I'm they can get past that? Like, like, is he the next coach I mean, to go win won, a bunch of national championships or not? I mean, is, is it that simple? He's won 29 games in three years at Ole Miss. I, I, yeah, I think you can say safely that with Alabama's resources, he could he could find those extra two wins. 
that you need a year. You, you said you don't think Dan Lanning's number one. I'm not sure I agree with that. I think he might be number one. Okay. Okay. Over Sarkeesian, you think? Is it just because of the ease you think it'd be easier to get him from Oregon, or is it? Do you really think he's a better candidate? Um, this whole show just went. We we were going one way. I think now I we think are not going that Nick way Saban anymore. Saban just retired. <laughs> I oh think my Dan goodness. Lanning. Dan Lanning is more like Nick Saban than Steve Sarkeesian is. I think. Um. Somebody said Dabo. If I'm Alabama, I'm not. Go- There's no way no he way. has shown no ability to adapt to this era at all. Well, I There's hope no they hire. I, I hope they hire Dabo. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah let's, let's talk him out of it, Borky. Let's, let's, let's. You know. Let's let, let's make him sound good. All right. Um, all right. So a little little reset. So Nick Saban has announced his retirement. That's being reported everywhere. Uh, Chris uh, Chris Lowe from ESPN was first. And Chris Lowe on something like this is going to be pretty well sourced. Very well sourced. If you're looking for a thread between Chris Lowe getting information from Lane Kiffin and, uh, or, and, you know, inside and some of the other stuff that he's done, you don't have to look <laughs> that hard to find the thread. Just saw a funny, funny tweet. Guy says, yeah, he retires after Mississippi State doesn't play Alabama anymore. <laughs> Nick Saban we really played. do get nothing. He was a defensive back at Kent State from 1970 until 1972 and then spent two years as a GA at Kent State. And then officially the coaching career began. Two years as the linebacker coach at Kent State, 75, 76, and 77. He went to Syracuse, two years at West Virginia, his home state, two years at Ohio State as a DB's coach. He spent one season at the Naval Academy. That was in 1982, then went to Michigan State as the defensive coordinator and defensive backs coach. After 1987, Nick Saban made his first foray into the NFL, two years with the Houston Oilers, back to college football where he coached as the head coach for one year at Toledo. He left Toledo after one year and took the Cleveland Browns defensive coordinator job. And I think that's where the relationship with Belichick really began. And then in 1995, he left Cleveland after four seasons to become the head coach at Michigan State. He was there 95 through 99, and then he came south, and he has not left. 2000 through 2004 at LSU, won a national championship there following the 2003 season left LSU for the NFL, a short stint with the Miami Dolphins. He was not going to be the next head football coach at the University of Alabama, and then he was. And since 2007, Nick Saban has been the head coach at Alabama, and the numbers are insane when you look at what he has done at Alabama. In Tuscaloosa, 201-29, and 201 wins, 29 losses in his time at Alabama. 117 of those 200 wins are in the SEC. Only 18 SEC losses in that time. As a head coach in college football, 292 wins, 71 losses, and a tie. He won a national championship in 2009, 11, 12, 15, 17, and in 2020. It's the best to ever do it. Also... So we have Alabama about to be open, and 
in all likelihood, Michigan's going to be open soon. Wow. Yeah. Monster jobs open here I mean, at the, how, in January. How about a late spin of the coaching carousel? I do think Michigan's going to promote. It's spinning now, baby. I, I don't think that job will ever come open, if that makes sense. But we'll see. Man. But then, I mean, regardless of who Alabama hires, another big job will come open. Yes, they're not hiring from within. And they're not hiring a coordinator either. Should we have read more into Kevin Steele retiring as a defensive coordinator two days ago? We should have read more into the retirement home. We did multiple segments on that. We should have read more into interviews. We should have read more into demeanor. He was different this year. Very different. Now we know why. Wonder when he made up his mind. Before the season, I'd bet. Sports Talk Mississippi, we're back with you right after this. Gentlemen, ladies, I have an announcement to make. Sports Talk Mississippi with Richard Cross, Brian Haydad, and Michael Borky is back. Super duper. Thanks. Super Talk. Super Talk Mississippi. I mean, 4 o'clock on the 10th of January, as good a time as any to uh, have your retirement leak. Wow. I still can't believe it. I I mean, all joking aside about the reign of terror and us being able to enjoy football season again, we lived in the era and witnessed the era of the greatest college football coach to ever live. And maybe one will come along and best him, but, but that's what happened here. I mean, how many guys, games did you guys go to where Nick Saban was on the other sideline? I mean, he will be remembered wow. forever, forever. There will be stadiums and awards. And, and I mean, Nick Saban is the, the greatest of all time. He's the GOAT. And for such a long time, fans listening to this right now, whether you're an Ole Miss or a State fan, Southern Miss fans, you, you played Alabama and Nick Saban as well. At least for Ole Miss and State, you saw it every year. Your team played the greatest of all time every single year, and, and you lived through that era. I think that's kind of that's cool that you got to do that. We get a message on the Sports Talk Mississippi Twitter feed from Pat. He said, "Lane's not taking the job. Daughter and family here. Lane's just getting started here. Oh, I believe stop, in Pat. living his best life right now. Any coach crazy to follow Nick Saban? Can, can we just? I mean, I hear you, Pat." Like, I hear you. I mean, Saban's been retired for like 10 minutes. My guess is that this is not a surprise to Greg Byrne. Depending on how quickly they fill this role, this opening, I think we will learn how much of a surprise this was to people. Will it take a while? Will they do the whole national search thing and all that good stuff? Or do you get an announcement in the next couple of days, which means people knew this has been taken care of behind the scenes in advance? Uh, knowing what I know or what I think I know about Nick Saban and how he operates, I doubt his boss is surprised today. And I doubt his boss was informed today. 
You know, it's, it's we lost another big coach today. We're not lost. I mean, he's, he's still alive. But Pete Carroll getting fired yeah. in Seattle was huge news. So Pete Carroll, Nick Saban, and then Harbaugh to probably come. What a week! I agree with Tyler. I I I would be willing to bet they already know who they're hiring. I bet they already know. And it may not happen like tomorrow. But again, maybe I'm way misreading this, but but I do think Nick Saban, say what you will about him, just the way he operates tells me that he didn't blindside his university after the portal closed, by the way. I mean, after recruiting classes signed and after the, all that. There's no way that they were blindsided by this. There's no way. That's not how he operates, I don't think. Pete Thamel, who is a pretty good reporter, just threw out because he's supposed to do this. With no likely internal replacements at Alabama, really, like we needed that qualifier, here's a quick projected target list. Dan Lanning, Kalen DeBoer, Dabo Sweeney, James Franklin, Mike Norvell, Marcus Freeman. That's not a very good list. That's not a good list at all. It's, it's, it's really, like, if he just did that, like, off – who, who could they consider and like came up with that on his own? That's a bad list. Dan Lanning's a good name. I think he'd be really good at Alabama. He's been in the SEC. Obviously, he can coach. He's young. He he has adapted to the new age. Yeah, he's fine. He's a good choice. They 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 would obviously they're gonna take a step back a little bit, but he would be able to continue to win and win big there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He'd win a national title within five years, I think. I don't think there's anything wrong with Dabo's name being on that list. James Franklin, come on. you got to be kidding me. Yeah. Uh, Marcus I, Freeman? <laughs> okay. Marcus Freeman, no, zero chance. I, I like Marcus Freeman. He seems like a, a, a really good person. I want Alabama to hire Marcus Freeman. Please. Yeah, let that happen. Please. Come on. Kalen DeBoer's interesting. I don't know about that fit. Um, Mike Norvell's done a really good job at Florida State. That would be one I wouldn't like. That's one that that that's a good coach. Yeah. They have recruited well. They got their act together on the NIL front. You don't do that without the blessing of the head coach and the encouragement of the head coach. And I mean, they they just were good. They were really good on both sides of the ball. Yeah, regardless. Of, and look, Mike Norvell. Yeah, yeah, he t- he would take that job. I think. Let's be honest. The only name, other than Sarkeesian, because Texas is Texas, Kirby Smart's not going there. Literally anybody else is a candidate for this job. Ryan Day would pick up the phone. Ain't no doubt. Man, he's on. He's kind of hot seat is a relative yeah. term, but they're fed up with him up there. Yeah. Well, even if they had just won the national title, he would pick up the phone. Yeah, it's Alabama. I, I, I know that you don't yeah. want to be the guy to follow the guy, but... It's Alabama. Yeah, the other side of that is you walk into um, a full cupboard. Like, like I get whoever is next will never be able to win at the level that Nick Saban won for the length of time that Nick Saban won. Like, I understand that. But there is an opportunity to win and win big and win fast. (laughs) Everything is in place for whoever is next to be successful. 
all flags at Alabama will be at half mast tomorrow, except in Auburn where they will be raised 16 feet higher. Yeah, Hugh Freeze is probably fired up today. Ooh, buddy. Freeze is dancing around the office right now. Ding dong, the witch is dead. Hmm. Uh, somebody says, Deadville's advocate, but wouldn't this type of news have leaked if Alabama has already been looking for Saban's replacement and made the hire? Hard to keep this kind of news quiet. When it's this, it's different. Greg Byrne is the ninja. He knows how to operate on the down low. Oh, yeah. And, and and there's a really easy way to disqualify you for a job like that, and it's leaked that you're involved in the job like that. Exactly. It, it's coveted. Well, and this is not one of those where the agent community finds out and starts leaking information and trying to get guys' raises off of it not really working that way. You know, if Jimmy Sexton was involved in this process, and I would think that he would be, considering that he is Nick Saban's longtime agent and represents so many others, he's not talking to anybody else in his office about this. It would... Look, I know it's Alabama, right? I get it. And maybe all the work has already been done. But I stand by the fact that it is harder right now to hire a football coach than it has ever been to hire a football coach. And maybe that doesn't manifest itself in the replacement for Nick Saban at Alabama. But then, and you got one of you guys pointed this out earlier, whoever takes that job is probably a sitting head coach somewhere else, which means there's an opening there, and so on and so on. You know, it, there, there's perhaps a ripple effect. Yeah. Ceasefire text line, Dan in Hattiesburg. Does Daniel Hill stay at Alabama? I would imagine so, but you never know. He, he Surely Saban was open with him in the process. You would hope, but he might not have been. Jeff uh, says, why would... Alabama not be interested in Kiffin. Please explain why. Um, because he's different. There, there are quote-unquote antics that come with him, and that can be off-putting to certain people. He does not operate like Nick Saban. He's different, and and that does rub some people Alabama the wrong is, way. is still pretty buttoned up. Mm-hmm. There's nothing loosey-goosey about Alabama's football program. And I think that's stupid. If I were Alabama, I would absolutely at least look. I mean, Lanning would be my number one. But, I mean, they'd be stupid not to. But not everybody looks at it the same way. I mean, he was there. He coached there for years. And, and the, the breakup there wasn't exactly clean. And, you know, just there was stuff. And, and people don't forget stuff sometimes. They should, but they don't. Pete Carroll to Alabama? Maybe that's why that happened today. Going from an aging, yeah. an old coach I'm to an kidding. old coach. I'm just kidding. He don't look 72, but he is. Look, the, the more I think about it, Ole Miss does not want to lose Lane Kiffin. They do not want to lose Lane Kiffin. But more, more so now than ever, Ole Miss does not want to lose Lane Kiffin with all of the momentum toward next year, he really does make a lot of sense. 
Um, and we got a lot of messages from uh, from you guys and gals on the ceasefire text line, 601-879-4395. Um, we'll get to those coming up next right here in the Pearl River Resort Studio. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi with Richard Cross, Brian Haydad, and Michael Borky is back. I'm all ears. Super Talk. Super Talk Mississippi. I got second billing on that one. I like that. Welcome back to Sports Talk Mississippi, the Pearl River Resort Studio. As I was saying 30 minutes ago, Sports Talk is brought to you in part by Genteel Apparel. (laughs) Genteel is the official (laughs) apparel provider of Sports Talk Mississippi. You can can check out everything that they've got available on their website, genteelapparel.com. Um... Golf shirts, quarter zips, sweaters, pants, shorts, pullovers, the whole deal. And it's all fantastic. Everything they make is great. Um, I'll vouch for it, certainly. Spend over $150 and get free shipping. 10% off your order with um, uh, your email address. It's that simple. Genteel Apparel. Check them out. Uh uh, this is good. Ricky in Aberdeen says on the ceasefire text line, hey, just tuning in, but I'm sure you guys have always already heard that Nick Saban is retired. What? What? Are you serious? Yeah, Ricky. You're making uh, it up. That is um, we, we, that is one of the factors knew. spreading. In our lifetime, in terms of news spreading immediately, the only thing that immediately comes to mind. Is there any way I can get in trouble for making this comparison? Hold on. Don't don't just if you no, have no, to no, ask no, that no, question. No, no, no. Do you remember that do you remember the night? It was late on a Sunday night when the news leaked that Osama bin Laden had been killed. And it was like within ten minutes, yeah. everybody knew. I have no idea John how it Cena spread as fast me. as it did. Fair enough. Dude, I so was in college, and I was sitting in the room uh, with, with still a, a friend of mine to this day, but his dad was in military intelligence. We knew hours before it got announced. We're sitting there partying. Cool. Uh, Why didn't you tweet it, Borky? Good uh, grief. Because he made it clear that. <laughs> I understand. I understand. If if we did anything with this news, he would personally fly back from Afghanistan, which is where he was at the time, and kill us all. <laughs> so, but yeah, we knew we knew hours ahead. I mean, it, that was the the coolest I've ever felt in my life. Was as the president of the United States is announcing that he was dead. We were we were like a couple bottles of whiskey in, just oh. like I mean, that was that was one of the most fun nights of my life. Straight from I, the decanter night. I, I will tell no, you it was that Evan Green. <laughs> this is um I get some jug, not a decanter. In in terms of national news, this is not nearly as big, but Ole Miss just got a running back. Well hey. maybe not for this year though. Good for, uh, 
Logan Diggs? Got hurt in the, the bowl game. Before? Oh. That, that may be a lock okay. him down for late. That, that's certainly not... If the injury rumors of what it is, which was a, a torn ACL, are true, that's not the only running back they're going to get out of the portal. Okay. All right. But it's still a big pickup. Well, Great player. So I mean, whenever this he can't play for you, good player. But this, this is a funny text. Can't wait until Kiffin leaves and we find out he was a locker room cancer the whole time. <laughs> Yeah, so, somebody texted uh, Kiffin and Junkins, somebody Alabama. Somebody leaked it to Chuck like, Roundsville that Kiffin was a, was a problem the whole time. No, that that will be... <laughs> I mean... Oh, that's funny. And, and like, there's no amount of money. Ole Miss financially can't do anything. If, if Alabama wants him, it's not going to be a money thing. It, it It's just not. Yeah, and I, look, I mean, maybe, maybe this needs to happen in stages, right? I mean, who's the next guy going to be? Maybe it's just, but but that's how we operate, right? We get news, and it's like, oh my goodness, and then immediately it's like, okay, so what's next? It, I mean, I, I'm part of a group text message, and there's a guy that that said this, and I actually think it makes some sense. Um, Bama won't hire Kiffin. He is great for Ole Miss, but not good enough for Alabama. I think there are a lot of Alabama-related people that would think Lane Kiffin is not good enough for them. I think that's stupid. They'd be wrong. They, they would. They would absolutely be wrong. Hey, Dad, I understand that you desperately want Lane Kiffin to take the Alabama job. I, like, I get it. Oh, I, this is, this is what I get for trying to be nice, trying to give y'all's guys some credit there. Never mind then. You're right. He sucks, and Alabama will be foolish to hire him. Yeah, no. Um, but I, I think that um, that sentiment does exist. I think it's real. Look. I don't even know how we begin to attack the uh, the text the ceasefire text line. Uh, do you think he pulls a Brett Favre and comes back? No, I don't. Nah, I he doesn't strike it. me as the kind of guy. Um, is Dion a potential candidate? No. Seems unlikely. Is this like the day Elvis died? I don't know. Wasn't kind around of. for that. I wasn't I wasn't alive for that, but you know. If Kiffin stays at Ole Miss, go ahead and build his statue. Oh, here we go. Here's a good one. How many signature wins does Kiffin have? Oh, good Lord. There we go. <laughs> they just went 11-2 and two and finished number nine in the country. It doesn't matter if he has a signature win anymore. Our auditor, state auditor Shad White, just tweeted, if they steal Lane Kiffin, I will investigate the entire state of Alabama. Um, my wife, <laughs> I, I got I to I recant a story here, and it's, it's my favorite all-time Nick Saban story. Um, my wife, the lifelong Bama fan, is heartbroken and is in tears about Saban retiring. Him I'm saying sorry, my yeah. wife is in tears about it made me remember my favorite Nick Saban story of all time. Harry Harrison, on Friday nights, Harry and I, 
um, after Radio Showtime ended several years ago, did like an hour, hour and a half kind of pseudo sports talk thing that was at the library. It was in the in the sports bar in Oxford. It was on home game weekends, and it was fun and, you know, a little interactive game preview and whatever else. And Ole Miss was playing Alabama, and Alabama fans were, some were down in the library. And this lady, who must have been in her mid-50s, we were... Uh, we were just talking about the game, and she she pulls out her purse, hey, Dad, and reaches in her wallet and holds something up in the air, like in our direction. And I was like, what is that? She had a picture of Nick Saban that she carried in her billfold in her purse. And, and my response was, you carry a picture in your purse of Nick Saban? What does your husband think of that? And he looked up at us and he said, I'd watch. Oh. <laughs> that wasn't where I thought you were going. And that is how That's much dedication. of Alabama felt about Nick Saban. Uh, Jerry Imponitox says, I retired two years ago and nobody said a dead gum word. Uh, does Saban have a hand in picking his replacement? Oh my gosh! I wonder if they they, if they do value story. his input. I would, of course, they do. If I were leadership at Alabama, I absolutely would consult him on it. But, yeah, but when you look at his tree, you know, where do you go if he's got like somebody on his tree that he would want to get? I mean. Of that group, Kiffin makes the most sense, right? Because it's not going to be Kirby. Or Sarkeesian. Sarkeesian makes a ton of sense, but I don't know if if, if he'd leave Texas. Uh, he did just Jimbo take Texas to no. the playoff. Somebody did tech, tweet us or text us that said, uh, there's a national championship winning coach who coached a Heisman winner available. you you got to get him. Jimbo to Bama. Yeah. Jimbo to Bama. There aren't that many guys that have won titles, right? No, you're right. Also, how funny is it? Auburn hires a coach. My buddy on Twitter, Rob Hathaway, just said this. Auburn hires a coach specifically because he beat Saban twice, and now Saban has retired. Y'all are giddy over the Saban news. Well, yeah. On multiple levels. One, because it's a massive sports story. Two, we are all proponents of teams in Mississippi who have had to play Alabama and face Nick Saban. Should should we be crying instead? I'm confused. What do you What do you want from us? We're in the sports media business, and this is the big. <laughs> I mean, what do you want? Hmm. I still can't believe it. Uh, somebody said, get on Twitter. Every Alabama fan I have encountered is convinced Kiffin is coming, and they do want him. The majority of Bama fans would welcome him with open arms. I I agree with that. What, what a bunch of idiots. Who would want Lane Kiffin? Twitter don't I, make I, the I, hire, better. Though. I was going to say, the, the, the people who are influential in terms of donors and whatever else are not probably posting their thoughts on Twitter. 
a surprise for everyone. Give it to me. More Sports Talk Mississippi right now on Super Talk Mississippi. Take things you didn't see coming on January 10th for 500, Alex. Nick Saban announcing his retirement, or I should say Chris Lowe announcing Nick Saban's retirement. And uh, have we gotten any can confirm tweets? Everybody has run with this as true. Oh, there's been a ton of can confirm. The, 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 the confirming is happening. Oh, good. Um,. Thanks for all the interaction. That's Look, there is a very good my chance. My favorite part we, of the job. What's that? I hate can confirm. Like, I can't stand it. Like, if 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 Ross Dellinger tweets something, it, it's the truth. I don't need to confirm it. Go ahead. Though. Has has Ross confirmed it? I don't know. I haven't, I don't look. I haven't looked. Ross is probably too big. I'm sure there's something nil or congressional happening that's got his attention. Yeah. I've got, and we'll have to do this until a hire is made one way or another, but I've gotten a few of my friends upset with me texting me a quote from Lane Kiffin where he was asked about seceding Nick Saban when he said, what could you possibly do right if you don't win the national championship every year? You're going to follow Nick Saban in Alabama? No, that would not be a good decision for anyone. Guys, football coaches lie or change their minds all the time. It's just that, that that quote is not... Your comfort. I mean, that, that's not the end all be all. Well, give it up. There's, there's just that's not possible because he said that. It's Alabama. You have got to remember the kind of job it is. It is Alabama. Kirk Bowles covers Texas. He says I'd be shocked if Alabama didn't at least approach Steve Sarkeesian to see if he is interested in replacing Nick Saban. I agreed. I agree. Um, I want to thank Nick for doing this at four o'clock, by the way, and not at eight a.m. We're we, you know, we're getting some of the the first reaction to this. We don't have to wait all day to come up with our takes. I I, I saw a great tweet earlier. Um, oh, I'm I'm, I'm not going to get it exactly right. Hey, Dan, it's the one I read to you a second ago, and you, you laughed about. Um, here it is. Nick Saban, known for his breakout performance in the blind side, has retired from coaching college football. I thought that one's that's pretty good. Um, Sports Talk Mississippi with uh, with you. We will break away from this and get back to some uh, some basketball at five twenty. Richard Hendricks will join us on the Farm Bureau guest line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. He is with the SEC Network and is the analyst for the game. Conveniently, he also is a graduate of the University of Alabama and was a star basketball player there. So we can we can get his thoughts. Um, this is uh, kind of a wild day, and I, it's a day that a lot of people were convinced would never actually come. Like the announcement that we would get about Nick Saban. Hear what I'm saying? I'm not reporting this. There were times where it felt like we would get an announcement that Nick Saban had passed away and therefore was no longer the coach at the University of Alabama. Like, it felt like he would do it forever. 
until he was no longer with us. And yet that's not the case. Took a couple of days after the season ended. Feels like he's known. Chose not to overshadow the uh, national championship game with an announcement. Ah, maybe he had to wait for all of his players to get back on campus so he could announce it to them in person first. I, I, I don't know. Don't know what the logistics are. I'm sure there will be a thousand stories written about this, and oh, some yeah. will be better than others. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there will be some inside stuff that people are able to find out after the fact, I think, as to how this went down and what went into the decision. And was it Miss Terry pushing him to do this, or was he just ready, or had he really soured on uh, the way that college football has changed? Was it just time? He is I mean, 72 years old, man. And what more could he possibly accomplish? There is a scenario where you wake up one morning and you're like, 72, I've been working pretty much nonstop for the last 50 years. I have multiple hundreds of millions of dollars in the bank or as assets. I have an oceanfront house in South Florida. I have seven national championships. I might as well enjoy some of this. And good for him. Will he go crazy? Ah, next question. Nick Saban on college game day? It would be incredible. He would be excellent. He's still I feel like he's so sneaky sharp. funny too. Like he he would he's still sharp, but he, he's sneaky funny. Like he would mm-hmm. he would take some shots at McAfee. I think I think he would take some shots at Herb Street every now and then. Just just, just little little digs. It'd be I think it'd be good TV. And it nobody. feels like doing nothing might drive him crazy, but having the flexibility to work fifteen Saturdays a year and kind of still be involved with football, but still being able to play as much golf as he wants to play. and I don't know. Sports Talk Mississippi with you, streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalk TV. I mean, he needs some kind of a revenue stream, I'm sure. Best. Best. Sports Talk in the state. It's the best thing. Say that again. We the best on three. One, two, three. We the best. Sports Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi. Twitter was made for today, days like today. Yeah, it really was. Sports Talk Mississippi, 5 o'clock hour. Thanks to you for joining us. And uh, the analytics tell us that many of you have joined us in the last hour. Uh, so thanks for being with us. Um, we, we have cleared the docket. We're, we're just going to stick with uh, the story that everybody in the country is talking about for the remainder of the show this afternoon. Sports Talk Mississippi coming to you from the Pearl River Resort Studios. Pearl River Resort is the home of the sports book at the Golden Moon Casino. I don't know. I don't know if uh, if Chris has gotten it done yet, but uh, maybe you can get odds on who the next coach at Alabama will be. Uh, perhaps you can do that uh, at the uh, sports book inside 
the Golden Moon. Uh, you can join us, and, and I'm just going to apologize in for in advance. If we don't get to your text message, it's because in the last hour we've gotten about 300 of them, and it's just hard to even keep up with some of what's coming through. Uh, but the ceasefire text line is the way for you to connect with us, 601-879-4395, 601-879-4395. Give your business the edge with gigabit fiber internet from ceasefire business. Um, what I was saying a second ago about Twitter being a, uh, a great place, and here's a, a sample. Coach Prime, Deion Sanders, wow. College football just lost the GOAT to retirement. Wow. I knew it would happen one day soon, but not this soon. The game has changed so much that it chased the GOAT away. College football, let's hold up our mirrors and say honestly what you see. Hashtag Coach Prime. I don't know if I believe the second part of that. I'm, I'm not sure that it was the... I'm not sure it's the changing of the game that chased Nick Saban away. He's um, 72 years old. Yeah. Seven national championships. You know, I, I wanted to bring this up earlier. I just I didn't know if people would think it would be insensitive, but we did get a question about, you know, Mike Leach. And could the, the question on the from the texter was, do you think that that could play a role in somebody like Nick Saban's mind where – you know, time is the the most precious thing you have, and the fact of life is it will run out on all of us eventually. Do you think that that could possibly have weight on him a little bit, realizing, you know, hey, I am getting older. A- every day goes by. I'm older than the day before. Maybe I should uh, appreciate my family and my kids and their and their kids, and hopefully their kids' kids, and and, and enjoy this while I still can. Who knows? Maybe the fire just wasn't burning as hot as, as it has burned for the last half century. Well, you point out he's 72. He was a GA immediately after finishing his eligibility at Kent State. He's been grinding for 50 years. So, I mean, if, if he lost just a little edge, maybe he's introspective enough to recognize that and go, you know what? If I don't have the same fire, why am I still doing this? There is nothing left to accomplish. This is an interesting tweet. Uh, Chris Hummer, transfer portal window for Alabama players is now open for another 30 days with Nick Saban's retirement. Yep. It is the most attractive roster in the sport. And let's pretend for a second like Alabama does not go after Lane Kiffin. Guess how many Alabama defenders were recruited and coached by Pete Golding? Almost all of them. A bunch. Uh, I mentioned Kurt Bowles a second ago, um, covers Texas. He says, guess CDC, that's Chris Del Conte, the athletics director of Texas, should have done the Sark extension last week. Maybe so. Uh, 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 Princely recently committed to Ole Miss on Twitter. Don't get any ideas, Kiff. (laughs) I thought that was pretty good. Oh, goodness. That was pretty good. Uh, Bud Elliott covers college football, does a good job with it. Bama's a great job. But some of the stuff that made it an unbelievable job is stuff Saban did, in particular getting boosters to open wallets 
shut mouths and stand aside. Does a new coach get that automatically? Saban could demand it because he had a natty and leverage. And that's a story that's been told a lot since um, since Nick Saban got the job, going way, way, way back. He took that job on the condition of, yeah, but you leave me alone and it's my program. And there are no questions. But now they know that works. Yes. But a king stepping aside doesn't mean you just treat the next guy like the exact same king. Even if you know it works. Because Nick Saban was also very demanding. He was, he, he was good to the people who worked with him, especially support staff and people around the program. But even of them, he was very, very demanding. His expectations That's why it were makes a lot of sense. That's why it makes a lot of sense to stay within the tree, right? Because if somebody like Sarkeesian or Kiffin or, or anybody like that comes in, it's gonna he can just walk right in from day one and be like, all right, business as usual, nothing changed. Whatever you were doing on Monday, we're doing it today. Here's a good one on Twitter. Bass Pro Naked Guy, the Mountain Brook Earn Boy, and now this. Can somebody else run point Helpful. next week? Alabama is exhausted. <laughs> That's, so, That's uh, pretty good. One of the Barstool guys, and I, I think he's, frankly, the, one of the college football guys, not Brandon Walker, kind of an airhead, said – Something along the lines of Ole Miss was having the best offseason ever and are now not going to be able to sleep for weeks. Uh, buddy, this isn't going to take weeks. Nah, let's be done by the middle of next week, probably. Uh, over, under, we know who it is in six days. Yeah. I'm going under. trying to remember the last time when they when they hired Saban, you know, obviously the, the Rich Rod thing, which by the way, why not he's right there at Jacksonville State. Why not just go ahead and fulfill his destiny? Uh I'm trying to remember how long it took. It didn't take long, did it? And and we get a, a message on the text on you're exactly right. The deal with the portal being open and your roster being open season now that's you why you have to move there. fast. And, and that's why they probably already knew. Not probably. They already knew. Right? I, I mean, uh, there's no way Greg Byrne in Alabama and Jimmy Sexton and certain candidates did not know, right? There's no way they did not know. Got pointed out on the text line, too. Kirby Smart spoke about Saban a little bit differently leading into the SEC championship. Lane Kiffin Lane in his Kiffin press conference. During Alabama week. Yeah, kept talking about how this is the last time, the last shot. He didn't mean because they're not on the 2024 schedule, right? In hindsight, now that we have the benefit of knowledge, looking back when he's talking about the last time over and over and over again as a former Saban assistant whose defensive coordinator is a very recent Saban assistant, you think they didn't have a little insight? Maybe they didn't, but again, in hindsight, it sounds like people were well aware. Or at least suspected something. We should pause to tell you that, by the way, this, right now, today, is your college football fix. It's ongoing. College football fix is driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Log on to buyfordnow.com and find out why the best-selling trucks are built Ford tough. You can test drive one at your local Mississippi Ford dealer today. That's buyfordnow.com. You know... 
I never know what to do when somebody sends us a very definitive statement. Is this an I know something text message? Or is this a, no, it's still my opinion. I'm just writing it like this. Like, somebody says, the new head coach has been determined. Saban has handpicked his successor. Like, you know that, or that's what you think? Or it's what you think, but you're going to say it as if you know it. I, like, I don't even know how to take a message like that. Is it possible? Sure. Absolutely. Is it likely? I had somebody text me earlier like, hey, this is the reason that Dan Lanning didn't even entertain the Texas A&M possibility. Or Dan Lanning didn't entertain the Texas A&M possibility because he had a really good football team that he thought was headed to the playoff. Alabama's different than Texas A&M. Oh, yeah. And if you don't believe it, you can rewind about eight years on this show to SEC media days in Hoover, Alabama, when uh, Gene Stallings was a guest on the show. And I asked him, I said, if you could go back and do it one more time and coach at Texas A&M or at Alabama, which would you pick? And he paused. This Texas A&M guy. And he kind of, it was almost like there was a little twinkle in his eye. And he kind of half winked at me. He goes, there's just something else. There's just something that's a little bit different about coaching at Alabama. Our friends at the next round have some uh, some possible news, by the way. We'll talk about it when we come back. Sports Talk Mississippi with you in the Pearl River Resort Studio. Mississippi on the Super Talk app, your local Super Talk station, and at supertalk.fm. Coming up in uh, the next segment, John Talty will join us. John has covered Alabama for a long time and, oh, I don't know, has written a book about Nick Saban and uh, his leadership style. So we'll talk with him uh, about the the news. Uh, Borky, you said as we went to the break just a moment ago that um, our friends Ryan Brown and Jim Dunaway at the next round, next round live on Twitter, um, we're doing a little reporting. Yeah, uh, check this out. So this is uh, they're they're live right now. So this is them talking about uh, Dan Landing in particular. I am being told that uh, by someone I'm very reliable that they believe Dan Landing would be the first person would, that would have the opportunity. Well, to to uh, say no to this job. Yeah, Brett McMurphy has reported it, and Brett's pretty well tied in. And I am telling you. When, uh, when the word first started filtering to us that this could go down today, it almost immediately was accompanied by the Dan Lanning rumors. These were coming to us, um, kind of in tandem, to be honest with you. And so much so that there is some belief that Dan Lanning may be in Tuscaloosa either as we speak or before the night is over. Okay. Wow. 
There you go. Now, wouldn't that be something? Uh, the tweet from Brett McMurphy about an hour ago, Alabama's Nick Saban is retiring. Sources told Action Network HQ, first reported by CeeLo ESPN, Oregon's Dan Lanning expected to be top target to replace Saban, said a source. I don't like that. And and look, when I, when I, I mean, obviously a blind squirrel could have just thrown that name out and it could have gained traction in a hurry and you wouldn't look at him sideways because it, it makes a lot of sense given what he's done in a short period of time. But I didn't accidentally throw that name out as the very first name that came out of my my, my mouth in terms of where does he go next. Um. That there are, are people that are tied to Alabama who have kind of said when it happens, that's that's probably where you start. By the way, the buyout for Dan Lanning at Oregon is twenty million. And to put that in context, to put that in context, Texas A and M paid Jimbo Fisher seventy six million dollars <laughs> to go away and then had to go hire a new football coach. Alabama's not paying Nick Saban anything to go away. So, so in in this scenario, they're about sixty five million to the good. If twenty million, if Dan Lanning is their guy, and twenty million is what it takes, then Greg Byrne probably jumps on a G five fifty with a cashier's check and flies to Eugene and just hands the check to Rob Mullins. He might just take him a pallet full of cash. Might just have yeah. it laying around. What whatever. $20 million is a lot of money. It is not, however, <laughs> an insurmountable amount of money, especially at a place like Alabama. Yeah, they're not letting $20 million get in between them and their guy. Ain't no way. Uh, I'm looking at a video. I think this is an iPhone shot. It says, it's quiet outside of the Malmore Athletic Facility in Tuscaloosa as the players are in their last meeting with Nick Saban. Does that turn into like a vigil tonight? Do like Alabama flan- fans <laughs> like just flock to the athletic vigil. facility and just like, like pay their respects? It just as a way to say thank you. Do they do a parade for Nick Saban on the way out? Is there some sort of a rally so everybody can kind of come and one last time say, "Hey, thanks, Coach," or is it just over? It's got to be crazy being a fan of a team, and, and Ole Miss is certainly one of them here, of, of, a, of the coaches that are going to be on this list. Because, you know, like with Auburn last year, if you're an Ole Miss fan, you could talk, you're like, he may not go. And he obviously, he ultimately didn't. He, Auburn is a job where you can talk yourself into the coach might not go. Yeah. There's no coach in America that's safe. I mean, other than the ones who just wouldn't go. Kirby Smart is like really the only one. Any other college football program in the country, sure. if, if Alabama makes that call, I mean, Harbaugh wouldn't, but no, no. I mean, I'm, I'm saying, are you sure Kirby something. wouldn't? Oh, sure, he wouldn't go. I think, I think, I don't think he would go. I, I don't think so either. We, we've got multiple. I, I mean, questions about, my opinion. I don't. About Kiffin's buyout, it's much less than twenty million, and it doesn't matter what the the exact number is because it wouldn't be a deterrent. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what anybody's buyout is. It could be a hundred million. Well, again, the, the, what did I say yesterday? Only, what, yeah, the, the only entity to whom the buyout matters is the school who ultimately has their coach leave to go get that job because they're getting a check. Yeah. Yeah. We get asked about... At the end of the day, there's always money. 
We got asked about Lanning's salary. Um, he just got a big pay bump, and it's 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 not a lot in the grand scheme of things. Seven million. Now, yeah. Oregon, I'm sure could pay more, but they famously don't. I mean, that that is not among the highest paying jobs in college football. They just they haven't been about that. So, I mean, again, I don't think there's anything that Oregon could do financially that would prevent Alabama or Lanning from leaving for Alabama. It wouldn't be a money thing. Of course, he would get it so a whole tell- heck ton of money, but it wouldn't be a money thing. I think we've told this story before, but we have to tell it now. And because we got salty in the next segment, we'll do it. But a couple of years ago at Media Day, so last year it was in Hoover, it was Mississippi State Day, and it was also Alabama Day. And so I was up early that morning going to do some interviews with some of the various radio stations from Mississippi State. So I come down, and Saban and his entourage are making their way through Radio Row as well. So, you know, I've seen Coach Saban before. No big deal. I go do my couple of interviews, and then I go sit at the table where we are. Richard's not down there yet. He's been doing whatever he's doing. Houston McDavid, our engineer and the GOAT, was down there, and he looks at me and goes, Saban was here. I was like, yeah, I know. I saw him. He's going through. No, no, no. Saban came and sat down here at the table and looked at me and was like, are we going to go? And I had to tell him that I was just the engineer and I, I don't, we, we weren't scheduled to have him that day. But we, And all I could think was if one of us had just been sitting there, mm-hmm. we would have been like, get the camera rolling, Houston. We're, we're going to go right now. We were, we were moments away from having Nick Saban on Sports Talk Mississippi. We just missed him. That's where Houston's got to think about, like, what would Haydad and Cross ask at this moment? He, he had he needed to step up. He just should have hit record and just talked to him. And then we just hit record, coach. It, How's it, it going? Into something great. Yeah. Um. Uh, we get a Hugh Freeze to Bama. <laughs> I know. Tell you what's not going to happen. <laughs> Tell you what's not going to happen. So Nick Saban is uh, retiring as the head coach. By the way, uh, we do not have an official release from the University of Alabama. Uh, Graham says something that um, I hate I got a message on earlier today. Uh, first year that Bama is no longer our permanent op- opponent, and now he decides to retire. Hashtag Hail State. Uh. It, it's, it's fascinating when you look at... Oh, yeah. Alabama's roster next year. Because with Nick Saban as head coach, it didn't matter. I fell into the trap a couple of times. Man, they really lost a lot off that team from a year ago. I mean, you got Tua in the NFL, and you got, you know, four new offensive linemen, and they lost their three leading tacklers on defense, and the guy that had more interceptions, and oh, by the way, the guy that returned three punts for a touchdown. I'm just making those numbers up, but but you understand what I'm saying? And it was like, yeah, but it's still Saban. They reload. Oh, they're a bunch of five stars waiting in the wings. But what what does this look like? How does this affect Alabama for next season? Some of it clearly matters as to who the new coach is. But we mentioned it a second ago. The transfer portal window is now open for 30 days for Alabama. I do have an interesting question, hey, Dad. 
would those would those kids who just got a free 30 days in the transfer window would they be approved to go to another SEC school? Apparently, I think you gotta let the I think you gotta let it be open, don't you? The the well, SEC apparently has a clause in that rule that if there's a coaching change, then they can go. Okay, so so even to an SEC school. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. but okay. enrollment dates are kind of of um, messy, but it does play into uh, the state of Mississippi's favor because there's a late spring semester start. Especially at Ole Miss, I think state starts this week or starts Monday, and then Ole Miss doesn't start class until the Tuesday, twenty first, yeah. yeah. something like. So that. that really helps Ole Miss because you've got time now. You got two yeah. weeks and then some because there's a, a drop dead date in the first week of February. So and then they'll have another thirty days when Kiffin. <laughs> hey, Dad's going to just speak that into existence. Hey, Steve Sarkeesian had a really cool tweet. I just saw it on, on television a second ago. It was a picture of Nick Saban and Pete Carroll and said two of the goats from whom I learned everything that has put me where I am today and and going out on the same day, Pete Carroll and Nick Saban. That's crazy. If it's happening in Mississippi sports, you'll hear about it first right here. Sports Talk Mississippi. Back with you on Sports Talk Mississippi. If you happen to have just gotten off to work, off of work, and jumped in your car, and you haven't been necessarily plugged into Twitter or ESPN.com or whatever, there is breaking news this or afternoon, this show. or this show. Um, Nick Saban is retiring as head football coach at the University of Alabama. A great question on the ceasefire text line: What is Saban's war? You know that little symbol that's a loop? It's that. Yeah. The the sideways eight. And he I mean he yeah. changed that university forever. Academically. His presence as football coach changed the university. Forget football. Changed the university forever. Absolutely did. Sorry, we have been trying to schedule guests while we are on the air, and all of the people that are pretty specifically tied ah. to Alabama are seem to be busy. I'm pretty sure that if, and again, I'm the Ole Miss fans are like, you're trying to speak it into existence. I'm just saying, if something happened with Kiffin, you guys would be pretty busy too. I get it. Ain't yeah. no doubt. All right, so I love this. If something happens Twitter. with Kiffin, though, I am available for any show to come on, and I'll talk about it, no problem. Don't you worry. I'll carry the banner. I would be interested to see the tone that you would take in that. Well, well, I tell you, man, it's <laughs> that's some big news, isn't it? Be like that. Uh, on Twitter, outside Bryant-Denny Stadium, Alabama fans have placed oatmeal cream pies and Coke at the bottom of Nick Saban's statue. Somber aura around the university's campus. He's not dead. Stop, 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 stop. The replies... Oh, the ah. replies. Rest in peace, Coach. Screaming, acting like the man is flying with the angels now. Need some red man. Undisputed yeah. greatest coach of all time. Hope he stays around the game for years to come. 
They're treating it like he retired from life, not coaching. Fully expecting someone to place a dead white duck for all his Aflac commercials. Jeffrey Wright, who who does radio up in Memphis, makes a great point. Nick Saban didn't do a retirement tour, did he? He didn't go to all the stadiums and accept gifts and have special ceremonies. He just coached his last game and then took a few days and retired. Last, his last game being a loss. Yeah, yeah. it's usually how it goes. Yeah. I, I thought he, I, th- I really thought he would go out on top. But Mike Shashevsky, oh, so humble. I was going to say Shashevsky. I bet calls Saban. He goes, "Do you know how bad you messed up? You were going to have to go out and buy rocking chairs." I have enough rocking chairs now to last for a lifetime. And and Saban told him, yeah, well, at least I didn't end my, my career with a loss to my arch rival in the Final Four. Also, Auburn is rolling Toomer's corner. Saban, yeah, Saban was not going to risk, maybe at the same time, not going to risk losing the Iron Bowl and then calling it a career. He wasn't going to do that. Little brother behavior. I get it. I get it. Nick Saban has had a reign of terror on college football and in your state for a long time. That is little brother behavior. I'll give him a pass. I understand, but the, the, they just watched I get the man it. retire. Their biggest rival won seven, six at Alabama national championships. I, I get it. I do, but all you're Not doing six is the- Iron Bowls. Six national champions. All you're doing there, though, this is, is the biggest your win for brother. Auburn. This is the biggest win for Auburn since the since Cam Newton won the national title on this, this day. By the way, oh, oh, there you go. That? There's some what symmetry great. there. I suppose that's great. Yeah, I mean, that was probably when they really started really starting to fire up the hot seat for Nick Saban after that game. I, I keep seeing people say. You shouldn't want that job. You never want to replace the guy. You want to replace the guy that replaces the guy. I, I mean, do we just parrot that this? Do we just parrot things? Like one guy said that back in the day, and now we all say that. Uh, I, I mean, Alabama has every resource that you need to win championships. Every single one of them, all of them. You can go there and win championships. D- Dan Lanning, if if that if Ryan Brown is correct. And it's his job to turn down. And if Jim Dunaway is correct, and he's possibly in Tuscaloosa as we speak, he takes that job because it has every single resource imaginable to win championships. And that's what they do. Dan Lanning doesn't care if fans are mad if he loses a game in his first year. He doesn't care. Doesn't matter. But what fans think doesn't matter. It's can I go there and win Championships, and that answer is yes. And so, when the job is offered, you say yes. It's crazy to me. Alabama is a better job than Oregon in every measurable category. All of them. You don't want to be the guy that follows the guy. Do you want to be a guy that wins championships? Alabama gives you a better opportunity to do that than Oregon. That's why you take it. Jeff said, I just turned on the radio. Did Nicholas retire? He did, Jeff. Not St. Nicholas. He's still, he'll still be here December 25th. Uh, just when I thought Santa had forgotten about me, this happens. That's the gift. It just keeps <laughs> on giving, Clark. Uh, that is good. Oh, goodness. You know, let's go back to something we talked about in the first part of the show. We're all wearing black today, and, and somebody said it's it like we were going to a funeral. You weren't, you weren't wrong. 
we should have oatmeal cream pies in his honor to memorialize. I may, I may, I may stop on the way home and get an oatmeal cream pie. I got, no, I got enough room on the calories today. Somebody, um, oatmeal cream pie. It was Dwayne. He said, "Was there this reaction when Bear retired?" Oh yeah. Yes. Good. But you're going to have to help me remember the timeline. Hey, Dad. So he retired, and then he came back, and then he retired again, and then he died. And he came back. I don't remember that. No. Did I make that up? He just retired. I think he just and retired, died. and then he passed away. Yeah. And the, re- the the biggest reaction for Bear Bryant that people talk about was his funeral and the processional where people lined the highways for miles and miles and miles and miles and miles and miles as the, like, across the state. And I don't remember the details of where the funeral was, where the burial was, but, like, there was a long processional and... It just went on and on and on. So, yeah, equally big deal. Maybe bigger. Somebody did say, uh, Tyler says media wasn't the same when Bear Bryant no. retired. No, uh, it wasn't. Another person says, how many titles have they won since the portal in NIL? Alabama's won 13, 11, and 12 games since the advent of the portal in NIL, including two playoff appearances and an appearance in the national championship game. We really going to pretend like that's some kind of step back? I mean, come on. Well, he didn't win a championship in three years, so therefore it's the job sucks. Uh, come on. Let, let's be honest. Is anybody really arguing that, though? Do it on the text line right here. That's what I'm responding to. Oh. Yeah. And, and I've seen a million you don't want to be the guy that follows the guy takes. Yeah, I mean, like, I get that. But it's one thing to to say that. Like, you can even say that you've learned that lesson. Like, you don't want to follow a legend. And at the same time, you kind of do, because everything's set up for you. And then if... But but you also go in... Dan Lanning, Bill Belichick, whoever follows Nick Saban, if they're not... If they're not completely crazy... They do go into this knowing, I'm following the greatest person to ever coach the game of college football, at least in terms of success. I'm not going to replicate that. And so I'm not going to try. I'm not going to try to be what Nick Saban was. I'm just going to do the best job that I can. And I know I'm a good football coach, and I know this is a place where you can get players, and let's go win. I mean, are the odds, let me ask you this, are the odds that whoever the next person is, it ends poorly whenever it ends at Alabama for that person, or not necessarily? How often do breakups in sports not end poorly? Bill Belichick's breakup with the Patriots is ending poorly. Coughlin's Law, everything ends badly, otherwise it wouldn't end. Can you imagine the range of emotions for an Alabama fan right now? <laughs> and, and I don't mean so, – so I mean on two different levels. The range of emotions for an individual fan, like the highs and the lows, but also the range of emotions in the way Alabama fans writ large are handling this today. 
Because there's some that are pretty measured. They're like, man, it's been a heck of a run. It was going to end eventually. It has ended, you know, pour one out. There are Alabama fans out there that are mad right now. There are Alabama fans that are hurt. There are Alabama fans that are genuinely sad. Like, not have a, a tear welling up in their eye, but are like, get me another box of Kleenexes. It, it just runs the gamut. Sports Talk Mississippi. We'll be back with you to wrap it up right after this. Your all-access pass to all things sports in Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi on the Super Talk app, your local Super Talk station, and at supertalk.fm. Welcome back. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalk TV. We had other plans for the show today, and for the first hour, we were kind of adhering to the plan, and then um, we got the news that Nick Saban was retiring at Alabama, and nothing has been the same since. Uh, we do remind you, Mississippi State has a basketball game that starts in uh, seven minutes. Uh, Brian Haydad has a radio show that starts in 12 minutes. Uh, Thunder and Lightning on the radio. It's right here on Super Talk Mississippi, supertalk.fm, streaming and all of those things. You just going to talk about Nick Saban for another hour? i got to talk about him a little bit, don't I? Also, yes. the biggest story of the SEC today, Tolu Smith back in the starting lineup for Mississippi State. Okay. Um. 8 o'clock tip-off tonight at the Pavilion for Ole Miss and Florida. Looking uh, looking forward to the hoops tonight. Uh, Hugh Freeze is weighed in on Twitter. Had to offer his condolences, or congratulations. Uh, hard to express how much Nick and Ms. Terry have meant to Jill and I. <laughs> Jill and me. Come on, man. As friends, and you have forever set the mark for many to chase in this profession. Enjoy retirement. He's really happy because uh, that five-star receiver decommitted and probably end up at Auburn now. Yeah, uh, Ryan Williams says decommitted from Alabama. <laughs> hey, Fawcett, that makes me work. wonder. That makes me wonder if you know how open Saban was to his recruits about this. There was an interview that I saw with somebody that said. Saban laughed about it and told the recruit he was going to coach till he croaked. Hmm. Hmm. Um, Wes Rucker with an observation. Human nature to imagine that Alabama is capable of making a hire good enough to keep the train rolling, but history is full of instances where that didn't happen. If you're a Tennessee fan, you don't have to look far. Look at the Lady Vols basketball program. Because that's... <laughs> It's actually a pretty good comp. This, uh, I, I, that's just, just funny. Bama should hire Bama should hire Gus. He'd win a natty with Milrow, and it would make Auburn even crazier. <laughs> Milrow would do really well in the Malsan offense. That's not wrong. 
Do you not think the Tennessee women's basketball post-Pat Summit comparison is a good one, other than let me figure out a way to make it about us? Yeah, I mean, make it about Tennessee, but I just I think that Alabama football is different than any women's basketball. Of ab- course it is, but I mean, it is a sport that was dominated by a single head coach for a really long time. Yeah, I just I, w- I would like to see Alabama first uh, fail first. Then you go back and you look post Bear Bryant. I mean, that was a long time ago, but it. I mean, they went a long time. Between... It fell apart immediately, though. Immediately, it fell apart. I just if if again if our friends in the next round are right, if Brett McMurphy's right, and, and it is Dan Lanning. I mean, he, may, he nobody's Nick Saban. They will take a step backwards, regardless of who the hire is. They will take a step backwards. It's going to happen. But you don't think it's a Bill Curry step back? No, Lanning's sharp, man. He's really good. Um, you know, his Ray age. Perkins. That's right. Yeah, his age doesn't Ray matter. Perkins. But but he is a young, fiery guy that clearly understands what it takes to win in this era. He's recruiting really, really well. He will absolutely be able to raise money and and get in living rooms and, and get players and will win games. I mean, he he will. He absolutely will. He won't be Nick Saban, but nobody is. Alabama fans are going to have to come to grips with that. But that's their problem, not not ours. And they're going to be hard-pressed to find sympathizers. You think anybody feels bad for the Patriots today? No. No. Nobody really feeling bad for uh, for anybody. But that's what happens when you go dynasty. Um, what a day. I think we'll remember this one for a while. And just kind of out yeah. of nowhere. I mean, I we, we were quite literally, I was... Hey, welcome to the 4 o'clock hour of Sports Talk Mississippi. The show is brought to you in part by Jen and Borky. goes, oh! Is that what it did? That's exactly the sound you made. I remember that. Something something like that. It's just cut and played audio. Like a brand donkey. That's like... And my, my thought is, if you interrupt in the middle... I'm saying something be nice about one of the partners on our show. It, by golly, better be good. Hey, Dad's done it before. It's like, just wait. It's not that important. And they're like, Nick Saban's retired. Sometimes it's, it's like, that important. Kind of a big deal. Thanks, Gentile. It's that Get important. To him. Yeah. Um, we'll have much more of this uh, tomorrow and uh, are working, uh, already working in advance on uh, some interviews to talk about that. And basketball tonight. Yes. So we got two basketball games tonight. Uh, I don't feel like we really gave Pete Carroll his due today. No, nah, gosh. Sorry, Pete. So much for those playoff brackets I worked for 30 minutes on. Yeah. Um, we can go to those as well, although maybe you need to change yeah. it now. Maybe you don't have Alabama in the playoff next year anymore. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, Maybe. Thanks for being with us. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Good night. Sports Talk Mississippi. Oh, it's incredible! Are you a business owner looking for help with HR benefits and payroll? MWG Employer Services offers a wide range of services and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. I was so overwhelmed with HR stuff. MWG Employer Services took all the stress out of it and even set up my payroll. I couldn't be happier. MWG Employer Services is here to help you succeed. Call us today at 601-206-7966 or go to mwgemployerservices.com. 
Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.